Hey, what's good, podcast? This is Brendan with Evoke Bike. If you haven't joined the Discord, make sure you do that. There are there's just a ton of learning going on. It's freaking awesome. I open up the app all the time and I'm like, God, I need to like get on the computer and read this. There's just in-depth conversations going on. I absolutely love it. So this guy emailed me and the quick and dirty, this will be a super fast podcast, hopefully to motivate you to realize that you just got to keep going. Uh, this guy is, he said, I made cycling more specifically gravel about three hour events, my primary sport in November, 2020. But before that I did two years of a few triathlons and a couple ultra marathons. So I don't know how much training he did for ultra marathons, but just did a couple. So let's say he's, I mean, if you do a few triathlons, when people say they spend two years doing them, they're not training a ton, right? Like you're just getting going. You're starting training. So this guy might have like one or two years of training under his belt, like consistent, putting in the work, um... And, I, and when you first start putting in the work, might be eight to 10 hours. That's where we all begin. He said, before that, I had no endurance sports background. Even with my short-lived endurance career, though, I hit a 330-watt FTP and 420 for five minutes at 70 kgs. I'm telling you this because you talk to a lot of athletes, and it seems I'm curious in your experience about athletes that make large initial jumps in fitness. Do they continue to improve or do the gains taper way off? The title of this email is expectations because I honestly don't know what to expect in the way of fitness gains as I start my work for next season. I do have 15 to 20 hours a week to train. That's a ton for someone this new. I'm also exclusively doing zone two right now during the quote unquote off season and plan to keep that up when I start my next base period. I started incorporating weightlifting into my training and I started planning for next season per your recommendation. I'm hoping to take that next step from being someone who is being in the middle of the pack but can't quite, oh, beating people in the middle of the pack, but can't, oh my God, I can't talk tonight, but can't quite get a podium spot to an actual contender. Thanks for the information that you put out, especially the interviews. The interviews will be back. There has just been, I've been on the road a ton, trying to nail down times with people when I'm actually like (laughs) respecting their time and can be in a place where it's going to be a good podcast and We got some good people lined up. It's just going to take a little bit of time. So those will be back, my friend. Um, What I said to this guy, though, when you're this new, if anyone gives you any expectations, I don't... Hopefully, they're just positive ones, but it's impossible to tell. And a lot of people leave the sport after three or four years because they think that they're getting to their best point. A lot of people are just starting to figure out training three to four years in, like... I think back to five years in, I thought I knew a lot of what was going on. And then like more information comes out and algorithms get better and more people like Evoke Bike are talking about training and we're sharing ideas and this is what we're doing. Hey, what are you guys doing? And, you know, somebody said to me one time, like, hey, man, it's kind of like it's interesting. You have like other coaches on your podcast, like they're trying to they're running a business, too. Dude, who cares? There's a, the pie is big enough for everybody. I want as many people that want to talk about cycling on this podcast, whether they're coaching athletes or not. So to this guy, I just said, hey, man, it sounds like you've done an amazing job so far of, you know, finding a rhythm of training. He seems happy with his training. He's making some progress. He has a lot of time to train. So I said, use it wisely, you know, lots of aerobic work, 
put the miles in. You're going to get so strong from doing that. You know, do some group rides to learn how to ride in a group, how to race. I actually didn't put that in, but hopefully he listens to this podcast. Um, Even after three to four years, he's going to still be a newbie in the endurance world. And that's not a bad thing. That's a great thing. That is an amazing thing about this sport. The growth just keeps happening if you keep putting in the work. I'm here, and I understand, I always say this, I'm only N of one, I'm one person, but I'm 39 years old, and I am still getting stronger. I was told, ah, you'll probably be your best when you're 32. I am crapping on 32-year-old me, and you can too, if you want it. I mean, it's just, that's the amazing thing about endurance sports. Whatever time you put in, and if you allot it wisely, you have so many chips that you can play. There's only so many cards in the deck. You can't do everything and you just need to use your brain a little bit. And then if this guy's racing, there's the whole other, I mean, training is one aspect of it. I know a lot of fast people that suck at racing. They're just, they just can't put it together. And I'm not, this is not, I'm not making fun of people. I have good friends that they know it. They're just like, they can't win. And it just takes towing the line. (laughs) You get a little bit better at one thing, you realize you're not as great at something else, you know? And then it's balancing all the training. I'm gonna go on a tangent here because I had a really good athlete call with an athlete today. And we were talking about, there were a bunch of crits at the end of the season and the comment was made, you know, I feel like I noticed after we were working on some anaerobic capacity work, surges were uh, a spot that needed some love. And the comment was made, hey, I feel like my FTP and just the aerobic side of things has gone down a little bit. And that is 100% true. Like if you, the more you train anaerobically, the less aerobic you become and you are going to increase your glycolytic rate, meaning you're going to use more carbs for energy, meaning you are going to undergo glycolysis sooner for the same watts than if you were more aerobic so that's not a great thing but you so it but you still need anaerobic power (laughs) that's the tricky thing that's the that's part of when you hear people say the art of coaching it's like well how much how do you feel how dropped are you getting okay let's we can't have you getting dropped there but we can't have your overall engine become that much smaller so you need to sort of like fit, ask yourself, okay, if I increase my anaerobic work, you know, can that help me get better results? But is it going to make, you know, you don't have to do a ton of it. I'm gonna put a blog out about this. If you do too much of it, then your FTP drops a little bit, you're creating too much lactate and too, it's really too many of the hydrogen ions that create the burn. I won't even give a lactical plug here for that. But you're going to figure out that puzzle and then you're going to upgrade. I'm trying to get this person to upgrade. They're ready to, but they're a little nervous. And I said, you're going to learn. You're done. You've already won races at the Cal 4 level. You need to upgrade now. And <laughs> it's tough. But winning or winning, once you've won a Cal 4 race, you've done that. You should be okay going into cat three races and having your head spin a little bit because you might be in a one, two, three race and that's going to be much faster and much, much, much different. And that's okay. 
I mean, it's part of the process. This is, you know, this is life. It's like at your job. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I don't want to tell people what they should be doing at the job, but you don't want to do the same thing over and over a year in, year out, right? Like you want to be progressing. You want to get to the next level. You want to contribute more. You want to take on more responsibility. You want to be somebody that other people look up to. So when you're starting out, you know, you're the person at the bottom. This is like, this is just the same as cycling. You're cat five. You're new. All you have to do is go soak up knowledge and get better. You get better. Then you get to cat three and you're like, okay, let me, let me help some cat fives, but let me also try and like ride with some cat one so I can keep learning, you know, ride with the fastest people, ask them questions. Um, most people are willing to share things they do and get more opinions, definitely get more opinions than just mine. You know, I have my way of doing things that works for a lot of people. I'm sure there's people that are like, nah, I don't really want to do it that way. That's cool. Find what works for you. We're all different. Um, Yeah, you know, I'm just pausing because it's like I think back to so many years of going through the different stages and it's kind of cool because I'm still going through them. Ah, Still chasing that amateur nationals title. I will definitely, that's, God, number one goal like every freaking year. Maybe one of these years. I feel like I have three more chances. I just, yeah. I think at 42, that's the last, I don't know, maybe not, maybe till 45. (laughs) Just becomes harder when you don't have your, your event. At at some point, the kick is going to go. And then I need to transfer into master's racing. But um, I don't see that happening anytime soon, so. Tangents. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. It's Friday. I forgot. See ya.